Okay, so it says <coughs> the Gemara as follows. Um, I'm a rabbi by Barachana, right in the middle of the Amud, Yebez and Bez. Rabbi Barachana says, I'm Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan, so the way we spoke it out was that there's three levels. I should say there's really three steps to the process of processing um, the pishtan, which is the flax. You have where it's not processed at all. You have where it's soaked. Then the next level is to go ahead and beat it, and then you comb it, and then you're done. So again, there's, those, that's the process. So either you could have zero, you could have that it was soaked, you could have that it was soaked and beaten but not combed, or you could have soaked, beaten, and combed, and that's fully processed. And what the Gemara is going to say, we'll just speak out again ahead of time, outside, is that if you've done the complete process, then it's Makabal Tumah. So if it's been soaked, beaten, and combed, then it's Makabal Tumah. Everyone agrees that if you've done nothing, it's not Makabal Tumah. And the Gemara says, though, if it's in middle, we don't know what the Pesach is. And then the Gemara asks, what is called middle? Is middle both middle cases, where you either only soaked it, or even if you soaked it and beat it, as long as you didn't comb it? Those are both in the middle category that we don't know the Pesach is. Or is the middle... Only the case where you did both two out of two, you, you did two out of three parts of the process, which means you soaked and you beat it, but you didn't comb it, and that's still called partially processed. That we don't know the psak, but if you only soaked it, that's called unprocessed completely, and it would not be humble tuma. So again, so well in terms of, yeah, well, 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 no matter what, there's three levels. The question is, what's the second level exactly? Everyone agrees the top level is where it's fully processed, where it's soaked, beaten, and combed. Everyone agrees for sure the lowest level is a case where it uh, has nothing. Now, the middle level is either the, the, the second and third step, where it's either only been soaked or it's been soaked and beaten but not combed, and both of those we don't have the sock. Or the middle level is only the case where it's been both soaked and beaten, thereby leaving the case where it's only been soaked as counting as a category being fully unprocessed, right? So that, that's really the question on the table. Let's read that all inside, and we end up with a little bit of a question. I'm not sure how, that, how we pass it in that case. So Amar Rabbi Barachana, yes, sir. Sorry, can you, can you explain why processing something makes the Kabbalah So Rashi just simply says um, that... It's a, it's a, it's a, when it comes to garments, it doesn't necessarily have to hold things like a kli does. It has to be a functional uh, piece of fabric. And I guess once the strings are no longer in their raw state, but they've been made into uh, a usable string that they've been combed and spun, etc., uh, that's enough to do it. it, it based on a Gemara and Shabbos, that just simply says straight out, Shekane Ru'uyali Tami B'Negayim, it's possible to come Tami with Negayim once it's been fully processed. Like it says in the Gemara and Shabbos, I'm saying Rashi, Ha'init Shal Pishtan. Um, the right the the piece of flax that's been processed Mishli Yislavne once it's become white then once it's been you know combed through at that point it's already considered to be a functional piece of fabric that it can become tummy so again clothing is a little bit different than clothes than than Kalim Kalim has to be have the receptacle in it clothing has to be I guess a functional piece of garment and once it's become a string at least by the uh, pishtan so I don't I don't fully know Hilchos Tumah well enough to tell you exactly why it's enough but that's uh, that's that's what we have over here. Um, Thank you. Okay, so says the Gemara, you made your tzach out of these processed pieces of pishtan. That's fully processed. Psula, that's for sure no good. But hutzni, which means unprocessed, again, we'll see soon, is unprocessed means zero, or does it mean even if you soaked it? But hutzni pishtan is kshera. But hushni, which is the middle one, pishtan eniodea mahu, 
I don't know what the psak is by that. But Hushni Atzma and Hushni itself, any Odea, I don't really know what that is. Like, I don't know how to define the middle category of Hushni. And the word just speaks out the two ways you can see the middle category. Uh, how do you speak it out? If we're going to say that if it was uh, beaten, but not combed, that's called Hushni, but then that would mean about Tari Velo Daik, but if it has been soaked and not beaten, Hushni Karile, that, that's still called fully on process. If it's only soaked, that's called fully on process. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You just Right. So the key words you have to know is daik, daik, and you have to know tari, daik, and nafitz. Those are tari is soaked, daik is beaten, nafitz is combed. So how do we define this middle category of hushni? How do we define this middle category of hushni? Hutsi is unprocessed, anitse is processed, hushni is the middle category. And hushni, all we're going to ask right now is, is hushni zero? Is hushni... In, um, is, sorry, is Hushni when you did two out of three, but if you only did one out of three, that counts as Hutsni? Or does Hushni include both of the middle stages, that if it's soaked, it's also Hushni? Okay, so how do you read in the words? Oh, sorry, but Hushni, Pishan, Enyo, Demai. Okay, so, so it says the Gemara, Hushni, Pishan, Enyo, Demai. So Hushni, Asman, Enyo, Demai, I don't know what it is even, Manashach. We don't, we don't know what, what, okay. We don't know if it falls in the category of Hushni, which is the middle category. Okay. Because it, it just speaks out both ways. Because if we're going to say that it's only called hushni when it's beaten and not combed, but if it's only been soaked and not even beaten, that's called unprocessed. Or do we actually include the case where it's soaked also in the middle category? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you'll read inside it. It, it, it. You know, it's just hard to get those words fast. But it's all it's saying is, is that do we call the middle category? Yeah, there's two stages in the middle. There's soaked and not beaten and not combed, and there's soaked and beaten but not combed. So the things we know for sure is that when it's fully processed, it's for sure in the category of anitze. If it's fully unprocessed in the category of uh, uh, sorry of of, of hutzni, hushni is either only where it's been soaked and beaten, leaving, therefore, soaked as unprocessed, or it's actually both middle stages where it's soaked and not beaten, or soaked and beaten, counts as hushni, and the only thing that's called unprocessed where it's totally unprocessed. And those are the, what, what those words say. I agree again if you want me to, but that's, uh, that's what the words are. Okay. It says, Amar Rav Yehuda, Hani Shushi Vishav Tzuri Bahu. Rav Yehuda says that these... Um, Vegetations. Um, Jake helped us yesterday with the translation. I did not write them down. Brumble and thornbush, right? No, that's the next one. This is... Ferns and Artemisia. Ferns and Artemisia. Shushi and Shaftri. You can use them for schach. The ferns you're allowed to use. But you cannot use the Artemisia bushes. My time was the reason why. Kevin de Sari Since they have bad smell. Shavik... Lahu v'nafik. They're going to abandon the sukkah and leave. And therefore, we learn from here, from Abai, you cannot build the sukkah in a way that will unfortunately cause people to want to leave it. Amar of Hanan Barava, honey, hizmi v'higi. If you have now these, um, that's what he said, the bramble and thorn bushes, um, you're allowed to use them for schach. Mesachim v'hu. 
Abayomer, Abayi says, Behizmi Musachin, you're allowed to use the bramble. Behigi, but the thorn bush you cannot use for Shach. La Musachin, why? My taima. Kevin the Nasri Tarfayo, since the leaves are going to fall off, Shavik Lav and Ofik, you're going to abandon the sukkah and you're going to leave. Again, the same idea is that, yes, Maker Adin has all the right characteristics of being kosher Shach. It's just missing one thing, which is that, you know, it's uncomfortable to have it, and you're going to end up leaving, and you can't choose to build your sukkah in a way that will make it not conducive to stay there for all seven days. Okay, so it says the Gemara, there's new Gemara. Amar of Gidal Amarav. Hai afkusa didikla misachimbu. So if you would have a dekel, which is a date tree, um, often you have shoots of branches coming out near the stem of the date tree. I'm sure the picture book has a picture of it. I don't have a picture book on me, but I'm sure there is a picture of this. Being a Yigil Amarav. So it's almost like soft mini trees that come out from the branch, from the, from the trunk of the tree, that are like shooting out from it. And you see it on Cajun trees, not even nowadays, you have like the little shoots coming out from it. And it's, uh, you know, a, a single stem with some leaves that are kind of spread out. No picture. Bit, no picture? Well, that, that's cheap. But either way, the point being is like this. It's very silly to describe it to you. Is that imagine you have just little shoots coming out from the bottom. So you have the big decal tree or the big tamar tree. But you have shoots coming out from the bottom that are natural branches. They are growing from the ground. They're growing from the top. And they have actually, they split up a little bit at the top. Almost like a, like a branch of a tree does. Starts with one, you know, stem. And then it branches out a little bit. And we're learning right now that you're allowed to go ahead and use those as the schach of your sukkah. It's a natural product. Obviously, you have to detach it. It will not be a problem. We'll see in just one second what the thought was why you would not be able to use it. But at least we're saying that you're allowed to use these shoots that come out from the bottom of the dekel tree to be schach. So let's read that inside. So it says the Gemara Amarav, Hai afkusa de dekla. Afkusa, literally afkusa means shoots, like the things that come out from. Afik means to come out from. Right? Like, like you know what? You know, we saw the word afik, the top line of the Gemara. Nafik is you'll leave your sukkah. The same shoresh. So afkusa is the same shoresh as the word nafik that we have by leaving your sukkah. So hai afkusa de dekla, these shoots that come out from the dekel tree. Misachim bu, you're allowed to use them for schach. Afal gav de agidi, even though you bind them together, and we had learned earlier that you can't have bundles on top of your sukkah. Why is it okay even though you bind it together? Yes, it's a bundle that are bound together, but Hashem bound them together. It is one stem together, and yes, it shoots off into a bunch of different uh, branches out from the top of it. And yes, they're technically bundled together. You could carry them you know, all at once, and therefore they count as a bundle. That's not called a bundle. The bundle that made it, we made Xera about that you can't put on top of your sukkah is where you took totally separate branches, to- tied them together, put them on top of your sukkah. If Hashem decided to make a bunch of branches connected at the bottom to each other, that's not called bound in a way that's halakhically also. They're not going to make Xera in that such a case. But you didn't, the person didn't do anything. Right. We're going to see soon that he, we're going to see soon the next stage of the Gemara is where he actually took those branches and tied them together. So that might be an issue. We'll talk about that in one second. But right now, the question on the table is, is that you're looking at this thing on top of your sukkah. You know, you would think almost the definition of a bundle is things that you only need to do one action to move them all together. So a bundle is usually, you know, 20 different sticks, time with a rope around it, do one action and put it on top. Over here also, you have a bunch of branches that are splitting out. They're held together one stem. You put it on top of your sukkah. You might have thought to call it a bundle. Kamash Malan is not called a bundle. Bundles made by Hashem are not called bundles that are included in the Xera that you can't use. Okay? Let's just read that again inside. So, again, one more time. So, Amar of Gid, Amar Rav, Hayaf Kusa de Dikla. 
the shoot from the dekel tree, from the date tree. Misachim bu, from the palm tree, you'll not use them for schach. Afogav dagidi, even though they are technically a bundle, eged bide shemaim loshma eged. A bundle made by Hashem is not called a bundle. Actually, it's more a naturally made bundle, it's not called a bundle. Now the Gemara says, Afogav the hadar agidahu, even though you go ahead afterwards and you tie it, because you don't want them kind of splitting off in a million directions. You want it to be a little more tightly bound together. That's still not a problem. Why? The whole gzera was taking separate things and binding them together. Taking one thing within itself and just having it more tightly packed within itself, that's not called making a bundle. It's, it's not just the same thing, it's one thing. As opposed to our Mishnah, we made a gzera that you can't take 10 different sticks and tie them together. Here, it's one stick that happens to have branches that are sticking out. You know, it would be no different than, um, you know, I guess... You know, we used to use the, uh, the pine for the top of the sukkah, right? So, yes, they come together like 15 different pieces that are tied together with that natural rope. But imagine you just had one piece of that pine, but you want it to be more tightly bound together. You don't want it as spread out. So you take string and put it out, one, one branch, just you want it more tightly packed. That's not called a bundle. It's, no, more, it's, it's one piece. It's not as fanned out as it was otherwise. It's, exactly. All you're doing is compressing one branch. Okay. So here, the afkusa... It's almost, it's almost like a mini tree. So is that how we're getting away with our... Um... Sakhmats? Yeah. No, because they're all separate pieces. Those are not connected in any way to each other, naturally. Right, but they're one mini. It's, it's not species. Yeah. We're, not, we're not talking about species, we're talking about one we're piece. About one piece. It's literally one piece. This is one piece, one stem. Like, like Stan said, both said that it's sand out, and you just bound it together. Uh-huh. But it's one piece. It's one piece. So we're just saying that you bind together one piece with rope. So even though you might have said one second over here, our Mishnah says you can't reuse ropes to tie things together, put on top of your circle. All types of problems are going to happen. That's if you take separate pieces and tie them together. That's going to be a problem. But here, where it's not such a thing, uh, you don't have to worry about it. Okay, so let's just read that again inside. It says the Gemara, let's go one more time from the top. Amar of Gid Amarav, Hayafkusa de Dikla. This shoot that comes out of the palm tree, even though it is, so to speak, a bundle, because there's a bunch of branches together in one piece, a natural bundle is not a problem. But the Gemara says, but second, it's not so natural. There is human involvement over here. means afterwards, you, you know, to return. Even though afterwards, that you go ahead and bind it together to make it more compressed and not fanned out. A bundle of one thing, meaning a bundle within itself. Loshmeg is not called a bundle. Bundles in our Mishnah was bundles where literally you took a bunch of pieces and tied them together. Now the Gemara is going to go ahead and give another case where it's the exact same thing. It's just, is it coming out from a decal tree or is it not coming out from a decal tree? But there's other types of shoots out there. And so we're going to go through the same exact process again, but don't get confused. It's really not that much new. It's just another species of vegetation that does the same thing. So, Amar of Chista, Amar of Barshila. Honey, Dukri Dekani. These, Dukri Dekani, I almost say like these like spikes of, of shoots that, that come out of the ground. Misakim, you use them for schach. And they have a similar feature to them. They have one shoot on the bottom. They spread out and they fan out. Avagav Dagidi, Ninhu. Even though they are, so to speak, one large bundle, a naturally made bundle is not called a bundle. And even though afterwards you go ahead and compress it and don't allow it to be fanned out and differently tie it together, we give the same answer. Something tied within itself is not called an egged.
and we even have a brisa to support what we just said. Tanya nami hachi, we have a that says this as well. Kanim vidukranim, which are the two cases that we had, the shoots they come out of the palm tree, and the regular shoots that come out of the ground. Misachim behen, you are allowed to use them for a schach. So now the Gemara says, Kanim shita. One second, we kind of assumed the word kanim there meant what we said our first case was, that it was the shoots that come out of the, the decal tree. That's not what it says. This, the words are kanim vidukranim. Kanim are just plain old shoots, like bamboo poles. What's wrong with that? So ask the Gemara, Kanim pshita. Of course you can use kanim. That's a regular plain old shoot that comes out of the ground. What's the problem with that? So ema, rather you should say kanim shel dukranim, v'sakim behen. The shoots that are of the Dukranim, which is the ones that actually spread out and fan out, those are the ones that you're allowed to use. So again, let's read that Tanya Namihachi one more time. It says the Gemara as follows. Tanya Namihachi, we have a that supports everything we said until now. Why? Because it says, The simple understanding is plain shoots, not even the ones that fan out. The Dukranim, the ones that actually fan out, you can use a Srach, to which the Gemara says, Kanim Shita. Of course you can use Kanim, that's using bamboo poles. What's the problem with that? Now, aim a kanim shel dukranim v'sachem which is our cases, where it's the kanim of the dukranim that are the ones that actually come out with one stem, but fan out in many different directions. No, it's really not kanim v'dukranim, it's really kanim shel dukranim. Right, which is our case. If, we, if it would have been kanim v'dukranim, the word kanim would have been just plain... No, it's no kiddush. Right, no kiddush. It's kanim shel dukranim. Okay, so I'm going to uh, plant the seed for the next gemara. We're not going to read it completely. Um, it goes as follows. Uh, let's read the first line, then I'll kind of use it to get our feet wet with what's going to go on. Uh, we're going to shift now, and we'll get back to how it's relevant to our Gemara, to halachas of Marur on Pesach, and which materials, which, which vegetation is allowed to be. You'll see how, how it's relevant in just a couple minutes. So it says the Gemara as follows. The Amar Achista, Amar Ravina Barshila. Achista says the name of Ravina Barshila. The following. Hani Mirarisa de Agma Adam yaitze behemide chavasa bepesach. Merisa is mara, literally. The, the swamp mara, and agam is a, is a swamp. Swamp mara, a man can use to fulfill his obligation on Pesach. What? Swamp mara, yeah, exactly. It's most likely poison. <laughs> what? It tastes like poison. Um, okay. Right. So again, so don't forget, we, it is the same statement, meaning the previous Gemara about the Dukranim was Amar of Chista, Amar of Ravina, Barshila. So it's already a continuation in terms of who's speaking. That's one reason why we're kind of segueing to this. And we'll see also later a little bit more. But the point being is, is that he makes another statement that the swamp more you're allowed to use. Now, let's read the next line, the question. We're not going to really get all the way into it. Mesave, I, I want to challenge this, that you should be able to use the swamp more. Ezov, Velo Ezov Yavon. One second. We have a rule, for example, anytime you need to have Ezov, Hisop, uh, for example, by Paraduma and other places in the Torah, anytime you have to have Ezov, the only thing you're allowed to use is plain old Ezov. But anything else that has a descriptive name to it is really a different species altogether. I'm trying to think of something in English like that. Um, you know... good example. I think of fruit where there's like the standard fruit but then you add different names before it. It's a whole different species. I can't think of one right now. There's apples, there's Macintosh, there's Granny Smith, but they're all, they're all really the same thing. 
So look what it says over here by Azov. There's many different forms of, of Azov. For example, there's Yavon Azov, there's Kuchli Azov, there's Midbari Azov, there's Romi Azov, um, and the low Azov Shem Levoi. We have this with Adasmar Rav. We did have it with Adasmar Rav. Same exact idea. Adasmar um, Shem Levoi, we said over there, is, is a descriptive name, it has, like a spe- has its own unique name to it. So the halacha is, when it comes to Azov, the Torah tells you you have to use an Azov, you can only use plain old Azov, the thing that when you go to the supermarket, it says on the shelf, plain Azov, that you could use, but all the other types of subspecies of Azov, the Roman Azov, 